Before I start this episode, I'd like to say a huge thanks to members of the Glasgow Equine Veterinary Society and the Liverpool Equine Veterinary Society for contributing questions to the episode today. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of the IVSA Livecast. I hope you've all had a lovely week and are looking forward to relaxing this weekend. In today's episode, I'm joined by Katerina Terdmine, who is the Senior Veterinary Advisor of the FEI. Thank you so much for joining us today. You're most welcome. It's been it's a pleasure to talk to you today. So it looks like you've got the dream career. A lot of our listeners would be really keen to know how you got from vet school to your current job. Well, it's quite a long story and it all started off in Easter uh, when I was a fourth year vet student at Liverpool. So one day we um, quite a few quite a few of the students received an email from one of the tutors um, and this tutor had links with the Hong Kong Jockey Club. They were looking for students to go and work at the Olympic test events. So this was for the Olympic Games in 2008, and we were in 2007 at the time. So the job looked really interesting. It looked like a really fabulous experience. And I have to say, I deliberated about applying because um, I thought there were going to be loads of students who'd be applying to this. And of course, during the holidays of fourth year, I had loads of my clinical EMS to do as well. Well, because it looked so interesting, and they were also looking for somebody who's, who spoke languages, and I, I speak Italian, French, and Spanish, um, I thought, well, I'll apply and see what happens. You know, So I was quite surprised to be asked for an interview. Um, and uh, I was all, then a few weeks later selected to go out to Hong Kong. So and it all happened really quite quickly. So I went over to Hong Kong um, for the test event. And it was a really super experience. Um, The work was to monitor horse health for infectious diseases and to implement all the biosecurity um, processes. Um, The Hong Kong Jockey Club asked me to come back for the Olympic Games the following year. And again, that was really the opportunity of a lifetime. It was really fantastic. But it gave me the chance to speak to the FEI vets there. And I, I understood what the role of the FEI was, how events were run. And I decided that this is something that I really wanted to become involved with throughout my career. So I came back to the UK after the Games and got a job in equine practice. And in the meantime, I did my um, FEI official veterinarian training course as soon as I possibly could. And then I went to shadow official veterinarians um, who were working at events. And that was to get practical experience and also to learn the, learn the role and learn, learn what to do and learn how it, learn how it all works. Um, so I was doing this and in 2011, I decided that I wanted to leave traditional equine practice. So I applied for several jobs, um, quite different ones really. Um, but they all look really interesting. And one of those was a job at the FEI. Now, when I saw this, um, I didn't really think that I was the kind of person they were looking for because I'd just come from equine practice. This was a very different job. But I, um, they did call me for an interview and um, I went to the FEI headquarters twice to be interviewed. And during that time, it became quite clear that this was quite a niche role. And I have to say, I was, I was a bit unsure about taking a role like that because it was quite early on in my career. Um, so in the end, uh, the FBI offered the job to me, but I turned it down. 
and I turned it down because I'd accepted a job at the Animal Health Trust and it was just a matter of about two days in between accepting the job at the Animal Health Trust and the FEI's offer. I went off to work at the Animal Health Trust down in Newmarket and that was really, really good. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I stayed there for two years and left in the summer of 2013. And I left to start my own business doing acupuncture referrals because I wanted the flexibility in my work so that I could do more competition work. At the time, I was becoming a lot more involved with the FEI. So by then I gained the status of veterinary delegate for eventing and jumping. I was helping on a regular basis uh, with the testing. And I was also working as a testing vet for what's now called British Equestrian. So that was the whole plan. It was all mapped out. Now, at the end of 2013, I received um, an email from the FEI. And this email explained that um, the person they recruited for the role back in 2011 was moving on. And the position that I'd applied for before was becoming vacant again. And they just wanted to let me know that um, it was available and if I wanted, if I had any interest in applying, you know, I could do so. Um, this wasn't really part of my plan because uh, I was building my business. I wasn't looking for a job. Uh, so I spent the Christmas of 2013 really thinking about this. And in the new year, I thought, well, let's apply because I know what it's all about. Uh, things are different now and if if they do select me um, I'm actually at a good point with building my business where I can close it and rehome my clients um, to other acupuncturists it was possible at that stage so I applied for the job uh, they offered it to me and I started in June 2014 so I'm afraid it's quite quite a long path to getting to, to getting where the role and where I am right now I think that's amazing to start off as a student um, going to the Olympics and working in Hong Kong to where you are now, I think a lot, that's a lot of people's dreams. And so it's nice to hear your, your career path as well for that. Um, so do you regret not accepting the job offer from FEO the first time round, Or did you find that the job at the Animal Health Trust was an important part of your career path to date now? I have absolutely no regrets at all about turning down the job at the FEI when they first offered it to me. But I have to say, um, I never thought I'd have a second opportunity to work at the FEI. That, I, that really didn't cross my mind at all. Um, the job at the Animal Health Trust gave me a huge experience in infectious diseases. I learned such a lot there and it prepared me very, very well for the role at the FEI. Um, as part of my work, I do some disease surveillance. And of course, it's really important for us to know about all the different tests for infectious diseases because of the work we do with the international movement of horses. And of course, biosecurity is a, an incredibly important part of that work. But apart from the technical side of it, um, it also helped me to develop my office skills because coming from practice, I only really had basic office skills. And it also gave me the opportunity to work with the wider veterinary community and also with professionals that weren't vets, which was, which was really, really useful experience. So I would say that I've, I actually feel very privileged to have worked at the Animal Health Trust and the experience really meant that I was in a much better position to fulfil the role at the FEI. 
Amazing. Great response there. Could you tell us a bit more about FEI and what your role is within FEI? Absolutely. So I'm the Senior Veterinary Advisor and I get involved with technical veterinary matters within the, depart- within the department. So it is a very broad role that I do. Um, some of the key things that I do um, is that I liaise with the supporting expert groups. Um, I work with the veterinary committee in updating the FEI veterinary regulations. I deal with all the technical matters of the veterinary technical matters of the anti-doping programme. I write educational material. I'm involved with the injury surveillance project. I support colleagues from all the other departments, um, respond to the technical inquiries, and I get involved with any kind of ad hoc um, development project um, that's that's, that's needed um, as we as we go through our work. Amazing. So a true multitasker. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so what is your role in the FEI anti-doping schemes? Okay, I work with the FEI list group. And this group determines which substances are prohibited for use during events and also in competition horses. Um, Another part of my job is that um, I work with the FEI approved labs and that's to make sure that the samples are analysed to the same standard in each lab. So regardless of where you are in the world, um, one lab won't be any any harsher um, than another lab. It's always the same. I also check and sign off all the veterinary documentation that relates to the positive cases and support the legal department um, with those cases. And um, with the legal department, we, I also help them in implementing something called the EAD CMRs. That's the Equine Anti-Doping and Controlled Medication Regulations. It's quite a long title, but this, these are the rules that support the anti-doping programme. So we work with them in that respect. And um, I also answer any technical inquiries um, from the stakeholders. We get lots of people who ask um, questions about whether they can or can't use substances. So I help with that. Great, thank you. And what is your involvement in the Tokyo Olympics? My job um, in Tokyo is to lead the equine anti-doping programme. And that's for both the Olympic Games and the Paralympics. So there's quite a lot that goes into this before we even get to the games. Um, so before uh, before the games, my job is to appoint the testing team. So that consists of um, testing vets and then their, their technicians. So the technicians are trained assistants who help the testing vets. I also devise the testing plan. So that's deciding um, which horses we test. And then I work with the organizing committee to make sure that they've prepared all the testing facilities to the standard we need. And work, I again work with them on determining um, the sample transport from the venue um, to the lab that will analyze the samples. And it's the job of the FEI's board um, to appoint which of the FEI labs will analyze the samples for the games. So all that happens before we even get to the games. So I actually go to the games myself and my job there is to make sure um, that the testing plan runs smoothly. And if the testing team needs any support, I'm there to help them. So it's like a troubleshooting role. Um, apart from that, um, I also track 
the shipment of the samples from the event venue to the lab, and that's to make sure that they arrive as planned. And it doesn't stop there either, because after the games, <laughs> um, the lab then reports all the results to me, and then I process them ready for publication. Amazing. Sounds like a very busy role. It is. It's really <laughs> impressive. There's, there's a lot of work that goes into it behind the scenes, but it's really good. Yeah. Um, so earlier you mentioned that you're involved with injury uh, surveillance. So could you tell us a bit more about that? Absolutely. Um, at every FEI event, there is a veterinary delegate. And one of the veterinary delegate's jobs is to report any injuries um, to us at the FEI veterinary department. We then collate all that information and with the help of epidemiologists, they analyze the data for us. Now, this, the injury surveillance all started um, with endurance back in 2013. Um, this project was called the Global Endurance Injuries Surveillance. And the aim of this project was to provide evidence-based information um, for regulatory change. And it focused on minimizing the risk of injuries in endurance rights. This project was really successful and we got a lot out of it. So in 2017, the FEI um, extended its research partnership because this was taking place with the University of Glasgow um, to continue with this global endurance injury surveillance. It's also called GEIS, in case you see it in our, in our literature. And the plan was to also include other disciplines. The results we get from all this work um, are used in shaping the rules. Um, it's also used into producing and updating any guidance documents that we publish. And parts of that are also included in the officials education programs. So we do do a lot with it. Um, and the results also highlight to us areas where we need to carry out more research as well. And all of this work supports us in making equine welfare our priority. Fantastic, thank you. Does being an FEI official vet stand for all disciplines or do you only register for one discipline? Okay, um, official veterinarians are needed um, to officiate in all of the FEI disciplines and it's possible to train and register for as many disciplines as you wish. Um, we have some vets who only do one discipline and we've got some vets who do all the disciplines, although not many, there are some that do. Um, when, we, when we look at, the, at what an official veterinarian actually is, there are lots of different subcategories of this. So first of probably the main role that we'll talk about first is the veterinary delegate. So there's a, at least one veterinary delegate officiating at every FEI event that we run. And their job is to make sure that equine welfare um, is at its highest possible standard and that the veterinary regulations are implemented at the event. Now, aside from that, there are other um, official veterinarian um, categories, and these are more specialised roles. So we've got um, roles such as testing veterinarians. So as we said before, those are the ones who go to the events to collect the blood and the urine samples for the anti-doping program. We've got measuring veterinarians. So those, um, they, they go and measure ponies because we run pony competitions. And finally, we've got examining veterinarians 
So they carry out hyposensitivity testing in endurance rides and hypersensitivity testing um, in jumping horses. Brilliant, thank you. How does being an FEI official vet fit with doing a regular job? Is there a certain commit in terms of number of events you attend, things like that? Um, there are a great number of our OVs or official veterinarians um, who work in clinical practice uh, as their main job. And so um, we make sure that the requirements to stay registered uh, as an official veterinarian are achievable for vets who are working in practice. Um, there, there shouldn't be any issue um, with that sort of thing. Um, if anyone wants to know more about the requirements to stay registered as an official veterinarian, everything's published on the website. So all, all, the, all the details for the, all the different roles can be found there. Fantastic. Thank you. Um, as senior veterinary advisor, do you still get to work with animals or would you say your role is more of an office based job? My role is predominantly office based. Um, there is an international travel component for me, and that's mostly to attend technical meetings, um, educational courses for the official veterinarians, and to, and to represent the FEI, um, rather than actually going to events themselves. Now, I do go to some events, um, and usually it's the major ones, um, like the Olympic Games, Paralympics, the World, and the European Championships. But when I'm at the events, I don't have any direct contact with the horses there. That's not my role. Um, there are other vets um, who've got the hands-on work um, at those at, at events. Brilliant, thank you. How do new grads apply for roles at FEI in both eventing and at the headquarters? Would you say there are jobs um, solely for new grads or would you have to have some experience under your belt before applying? Okay, um, at headquarters, we haven't run any specific veterinary internship programs, perhaps like other institutions do. So for, for roles within the veterinary department, um, for vets particularly, um, it's more likely to be a permanent position. Occasionally, we do recruit interns, but this kind of role is a bit more suitable for students, and it's generally for a very short period of time, like just a few weeks. Um, some of the other departments within the FEI also uh, recruit interns, so there are opportunities as well in some of the other departments. Now, if we consider the events, if you want to work for the FEI um, at an event itself, the first step on the ladder is to become something called a PTV, that's a Permitted Treating Veterinarian. Now, it's absolutely mandatory to hold this status if you want to work as a veterinarian at FEI events, but it's a really easy process. Um, it's all online. So you have to do an online registration with your national federation and then pass an exam on the veterinary regulations because it's important to us um, to make sure um, that uh, you know what the rules are so that you follow them in your work. Now, if you want to progress a bit further from 2022, we're introducing an online training program and an exam um, to become a veterinary services manager. Now, the veterinary services manager is responsible for organizing the running and the veterinary infrastructure at, the FE at FEI events. So if you then want to become a veterinary delegate, 
once you've got the veterinary services manager status, you then have to go to an in-person training course and then go to events and gain practical experience in the disciplines of your choice. Now, as we said before, we've got those uh, rather specialised roles of testing and measuring and, uh, and examining veterinarians. And that involves further additional in-person uh, training courses and practical experience before you can gain those statuses. Now, if anyone wants to know any more details about um, the requirements um, that you need or anything like that, and even if you want some students maybe com coming to the end of their studies and maybe looking at applying, all the information is on the FEI website. Brilliant, thank you. Really, really helpful and practical advice there. So once working for FEI, is it possible to work abroad and also travel? Yeah, it is possible. Um, but I have to say some roles may be a bit more limited than others. So the FEI appoints the veterinary delegates that officiate at the very high level events. And um, they appoint all the testing veterinarians, all the measuring veterinarians and all the examining veterinarians. So these are the roles that can involve um, more extensive travel than perhaps some of the other roles. Lovely. And just to finish off the podcast for today, if you were to give um, advice to budding equine vets or any vet students out there, what would it be? Okay, let's start with some general advice um, for vet students. Um, I think there are probably two points I would make. And first of all, I would say make sure that you read all of your emails and any correspondence that you get and keep an open mind. Because when I look back, um, if I hadn't have read the email um, back in the fourth year, looking for students to go and work at the Olympic test events, it, it really is quite unlikely that I would have ended up in this role. Um, and my second point in, in general terms is that if you'd like to know something, if you'd like to know more about something, um, always ask, you know, don't miss the opportunity. Somebody might say something that really interests you and, you know, always ask and try and find out more. Um, the profession uh, is very small and it's friendly. You know, vets have got a great deal of passion and enthusiasm for the work and they love chatting to someone who's interested in what they're doing. You know, so, so always ask. And you never know, you could be having that one unexpected conversation that might end up shaping um, your entire career. Now, when it comes to an equine vet, uh, again, I would, I would probably have two pieces of advice. I would say certainly be confident, especially when you're talking to the clients and you're working with their horses, but don't be overconfident. I think that's important. And if a client asks a question that you don't know the answer to, it's absolutely fine. Um, it's okay to say that you don't know because you know, we can't be expected to know everything. Um, so tell them that you don't know, but also tell them that you'll find out. And then, of course, make sure you remember to come back to them with an answer, because that's what they'll remember. But <laughs> um, I have to say, there is a wealth of experience in the profession. OK, so it's not only from the colleagues that you may be working with in your own practice, um, but beyond that as well. Um, so you can look, you can consult colleagues in referral hospitals. 
And of course, there are always researchers and these people are more than happy to share their knowledge and help you with a case. So there's loads of support out there. Amazing. Thank you so, so much for taking the time um, to be with us today and to be interviewed. It's been really, really great learning about your role within FEI. I'd like to say a big thank you to you for listening and for all your support. Don't forget to check out the IVSA Liverpool Facebook page for updates on new episodes and feel free to drop us a question if you have any. If you are enjoying the IVSA Livecast, please subscribe and share with all your friends. Thank you.